Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Corallo, and today, Alex is back. Hi, Alex. Yes, I am. I'm back. Thanks for having me again. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, but I was thinking as I was introducing you, you know, I keep saying, and here's our guest, but you're becoming a regular. You're about to become like a serious regular. You're... You have been a guest for so long in, in this podcast, right? I think I think I've done more episodes of the podcast than Ellen Pompeo's Done of Grey's this season. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was maybe, nice. maybe almost there. I'll have to count out how many. Yeah, yeah. Almost there. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm it's fine. nice to come back. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. So uh, I'm fine. I spent the weekend in London and it was amazing because I always liked being in London. I watched two different shows. I and uh, I watched a streetcar named Desired with Paul Miscall. He was on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And then I saw the theater adaptation of the book A Little Life. Do you know that book, A Little Life? Have you read it? Little, it sounds familiar, but no, I haven't read it. But I'll have to. Yeah, it's basically a very popular book, and it was out in 2015. And and now there's this play currently uh, in London with James Norton and and that uh, Luke Thompson from Bridgerton. He plays. Okay. Yeah. So it was an amazing experience. So I had a nice weekend, and I'm back to work. So things are not that nice, but still, <laughs> uh, that's life. Yeah. And 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 depression. No, I'm kidding. What about you, oh Alex? How are you? That's amazing. First of all, I love London. Um, I've been twice and both were theater trips when I was in high school going. And so we saw a lot of shows. So that's cool that you went and specifically saw a few new plays. Oh, I miss London so much. I wish that I was in Europe and I could just travel to London anytime or that I just lived in London. <laughs> <laughs> but my weekend was good. I actually traveled as well. I spent the weekend in Las Vegas. Oh. Um, we had like an early, like an early Mother's Day trip there. So some family wanted to see a concert. So I was able to get away for a couple days and That's it amazing. was super nice. And yeah. actually it was like the first time that I've ever been in Vegas where it wasn't like extremely hot. It was just really comfortable weather. And so I guess that's a good time to go. <laughs> and what and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? There you go. So I won't say any more about what I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's fine. And <laughs> no. uh, and as you okay, people who are here to talk about episode seventeen of Grey's Anatomy, uh, we're approaching the end of the season. There are now three episodes left, and so the episode episode seventeen is called "Come Fly with Me," and I'm gonna do the short. I'm gonna read you the short summary. Teddy calls an emergency meeting to discuss the intern program. Link wrestles with his own self-doubt as he preps for a massive surgery. And Nick, oh my God, I was so happy to have Nick back this week. Anyway, <laughs> Nick shares some much needed guidance with a struggling Lucas. Okay, I would start with, without getting into the specific, so without telling what, what we liked or what we didn't, what I would I would start with a simple question. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you like it? So I, the first time I watched it, I was was kind of mixed about it. And then the second time when I rewatched it just for like preparation for today, 
I enjoyed it more. So there were certain things I liked and certain things that were just kind of like, huh. But I'm not sure. How about how about you? I think that I liked it. You know, I mean, it wasn't the strongest episode of the season and I'm still struggling with these new interns because it's not that I don't care about them. I do care a little bit about them. I care a lot about Yasuda. I really do. I really feel for her character. I don't know why. I think she's an amazing actress. Anyway, the point is that what I'm struggling what I'm struggling with this season is that even though I like all these new interns, again, I'm always... Uh, like, okay, but where is Meredith? Okay, why should I watch them? Why should I be invested in them? So yeah. anytime they're on my screen, I want to like them. I do like them. It's that when I see at the bigger picture, I've, I'm like, okay, this show is in its, 19th se- in, in its 19th season. We should, you know, we should prepare for a big ending. Instead, we're restarting things. So... That's why I I have I have mixed feelings about this season. On one hand, I do like it. On the other hand, I'm frustrated by it because after so many years that I invested in the show, I I I was hoping that they would ride towards a big closure. Yeah, I definitely feel feel you with that. I'm definitely in the last couple episodes or so missing Meredith and especially like you were saying with Nick being back and it was like starting with Nick and like I know they teased us like oh he got stood up and maybe that was supposed to be Meredith but then we find out it's not but I was like oh are we gonna see her somehow but I'm definitely missing Meredith and I totally get like why should we be invested in all these when the story is Grey's Anatomy is about Meredith so I don't know yeah Yeah, exactly. There's definitely some things with the interns where I'm like interested, but not invested. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you summarize it it perfectly. So I will start with that last shot of the episode. Amelia apologizes to Winston. He doesn't want to listen to her. I mean, he listens to her, but he doesn't reply to her. And then she's there all alone, feeling rejected. Uh, guilty maybe so what did you think of the Amelia Amelia apology tour first with Yasuda and then with Winston right I'm glad that she's come around and she I really appreciate that she apologized to Yasuda to Mika for how she treated her last week and so I really appreciated that and then the ending you know going on to Winston I like she's making the rounds to everybody but and I, I kind of like that Winston isn't having it and just walked away and didn't say anything. Cause I just, for, for me, like it makes his character stronger, if that makes any sense. Cause like yeah, with, with Maggie and up until now, he's always been like the good guy and he's always just been there for Maggie's character. So now that he's like standing on his own, I just feel like we're seeing more of who Winston is and we're getting more, more flavors from him and he's uh, i kind of like that he just just walked away (laughs) yeah yeah get it and and speaking of yasuda i have to say that i was as i was saying before really love her character and i really felt for a storyline so so basically in this episode teddy as i said uh calls an emergency meeting and everybody's there from nick to richard from belly to amelia and they decide to create a grant for the interns that need money. And I thought that was such 
a powerful and moving choice. And also when, when Yasuda enters the room and she's convinced that she's about to get fired because, she, because everybody now knows that she works two jobs and to see her, her crying from the relief of not having to worry about paying and about her debts. I think that was a very moving, a powerful scene. And I loved it because what I love about Yasuda storyline is that the show is tackling an important an, an important topic, which is how hard it is for, for people to start a job, you know, to get the right income to live, the right wage to live. But at the same time, they're doing it in a nuanced way, in a very human and emotional way, because we're seeing things also from the lens of, of, of Yasuda. And I, I think that's such a powerful storyline. And I don't know if they will continue it, but I think that this, I mean, this feels like a resolution in a way. And I have to say that I'm so happy about it because, because I was moved. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that they're, they're helping her out. And her character is just so relatable, you know, just trying to stay afloat financially. And like we kind of discussed last time, she's just trying to, you know, become a, a surgeon to save lives, but she can't even afford her own life. So I'm definitely glad they've created this new grant. I like that, like all of the attendings were kind of talking about their residency years and how they kind of struggled, but finally now coming around and realizing that they need to do more. And just because it was that way, doesn't mean it needs to always be that way. And I appreciate the ending of um, Richard going back to the bar and really trying to get Helm back this time and saying, you know, I didn't listen to you last time and what would it take to get you back? And I think that her reaction was just done so well. So, yeah. um, I mean, I've been saying that all season. I hope that Helm will come back. Oh, and one thing I was going to say, something you were saying really brought me into it. Um, going back to Meredith and the interns and why we should be invested. I was totally more invested in the interns when Meredith was there because she was the chief and it was her program. And I yeah. feel like I would have cared more about yeah. some of their other, some of their other, the other intern storylines. So, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You're saying, you're some, you're saying something that I, I really truly believe it is true because that's the point. Even, uh, I don't know if I talked with you about this stuff when they say, okay, but you know, Mary feel, felt so detached from the show that it, it's okay for the show to continue without her. That's not the point. Even if we, if we had Meredith just like in three, four scenes in the episode, she always felt like the glue that kept things, you know, from falling off. Yeah, 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 we always go back to her in the end. Yeah, and so that's why. Yeah, but and then even it's... with the voiceovers, it's not enough. I mean, it's fun to hear her, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But in a way, it's also jarring sometimes because you forget about her, and then she's there with the voiceover, and you say, "Oh, right, Meredith. Oh, I miss her so much." So anyway, yeah, it just brings it up more. Yeah, yeah, in a way, it does. Yes. Okay, and and link surgery, Nick. Oh, you want to talk about link surgery? I would, I would, I would, okay, let's continue with the internist, I would say. Okay? Yeah. And with the fact that, um, can I say I'm digging the friendship between Jules and Simone more and more? I literally, yeah, that's what, something I definitely was going to bring up. I'm loving their bonding this episode. Yeah. Why are you loving it? What do you like about this bonding? It's just nice. There was there were certain things about this episode that reminded me of like 
I think it was Izzy back in the day that was like, you know, we work together and we live together, but we still don't really know each other. But something about this, when they were just bonding and Jules was saying, no, I do know you, Simone. And she broke it down about, you know, Jermaine Talbot and how it went back to that and how she has doubts about Link and how she does really know her. It was just fun. There's a few, maybe three or four scenes of them just bonding. I love when she was like, oh, I'm your new maid of honor. Like, did, did, did Adams not say that to you? But it's just nice to see them bonding and the fact that their Jules isn't, at least for now, I'm thinking maybe with her storyline with her roommate going on, I think maybe by the end of the season, she'll end up living in the house. But I think it's just cool that, you know, she's not the one, at least now they're not roommates and that they're still able to bond in this way and have that kind of intern friendship. Yeah, to me, they feel a lot more, uh, they remind me, I mean, it's not the same, of course, but a little bit like of Christina and Meredith in a way that, I don't know, because they remind me of them, but at the same time, they're so different. But there was something about yeah. them standing next to each other at the end of the episode, watching over Maxine, that I was like, mm, I feel something and... I, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It, just felt, it felt very natural between the two of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, we saw them getting closer. I remember that scene a few episodes ago when when Jules took her Simone's measurement, you know? And yeah. Such, um, such a sweet, a tender scene. But I would say that, like, the biggest storyline this episode was... Link's storyline was Sam, the arrival of this patient, Sam, who has several injuries. So basically has all like his, his, his hands and having, he's falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many ribs, uh, how many bones does he have broken? I mean, I, I think that it's just like 93, something like that. Yeah. I think it's something like that. Which Crazy. Is yeah. That would have been a great storyline to bring Kali. Torres back, right? Oh my God! Yes, that would have been amazing. That would have been, <laughs> yeah, I so hope that we get to see her before this. We we get to see her her again before the series ends. But yeah, something, oh, something that hit me in this with the introduction of this character, because of course from the promos and whatnot, it's like very Denny esque, and you know you see him hitting on Joe. Yeah, but I actually think that this is going to be something that might bring the interns all together like the LVAD wire with Denny but I mean just somehow like maybe something's going to happen and they all this all of the interns are going to have to work on this character in the finale there's something seems to be building there to me I don't know <laughs> yeah 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 possibly possibly I also feel like that if we look at the storyline from the personal point of view I mean from the romantic entanglements I think that it reminds me a bit, a little bit of what was happening like at the end of last season, and it feels a little bit repetitive. Okay, so at the end of last season, of season 18, we had Joe having feelings for Link, Link having feelings for Joe, but Todd was part of the picture, and wow. Link was growing jealous. And I think now that this is happening again, and this character just is there to propel to propel Link and Joe to end up together. So at this point, I'm like, okay, get the two of them together. Let's see if they work out as a couple. Let's see if they have real chemistry and just move on because I'm really tired of watching the two of them dancing around each other without getting to the point. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the season finale when they will kiss and they will have sex and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I definitely think they're setting up for the new showrunner. So they're, you know, kind of just like you were saying, drawing out some of these storylines and, you know, that's their end point for the season and they just have to get there. And then I'm excited to see when Meg Marinus takes over, what she can do with them and hopefully not draw it out so much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I think that, you know, I, th- I felt like it was an interesting patient, as uh, said this Sam. I think it was a nice conundrum for, for Link. I, I felt that he had, of course, doubts. So I'm, I'm really happy when writers remember the past storylines so when they don't drop the storylines. I loved how the storyline, the fact that it was related also to Simone's storyline, because we have to remember that for Simone, Tank is is one of the biggest losses that she has had as an intern. And so to see her uh, doubting uh, uh, Link's abilities, uh, but also doubting herself, I mean, I think it was very nice the way it was done. And, 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 I, I think that, but but there is something that I I didn't like. So basically, there was like there was like ten minutes missing, and still they had to get the surgery done. And I was like, okay, how are they going to do in ten minutes? And then I realized, oh my god, they're going to do a music montage. And yeah, I think that is such a lazy, lazy writing. Because if this was season. Two, if this was season six, we would have had an entire episode, but even season 11, if you think about Dr. Herman, we would have had an entire episode dedicated to the surgery. We would have seen the difficulties. We would have felt the, the pain that the surgeons had to endure to get the surgeries done. But now with this new direction of grace, it's like, it's like they're lazy. So basically we have a music montage and three minutes of music and then blah. Oh, great. The surgery went great. My God. Yeah. That's it's so, so fun. That's so, that's so lazy writing. And this was not what grace used to be. That is so funny. We are totally on the same page. So I have a couple of notes here. And one of the things, one of my big notes that I wanted to talk about was literally I have surgery montage versus scenes. And yeah. it totally, I'm totally right there with you. So the one episode that stuck out to me was Derek operating on Isaac, the oh, tumor that I he love, on the wall. And yeah, that was the I whole love episode. that episode. Yeah, back yeah, in surgery. And then they went, you know, he had to stop. And then he went back the next day. And it was hours and hours. And we see the frustration. And we and, see and, 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 and Christina and Christina and Lexi getting the diapers on. Yes, and- yes. So there was, yeah, totally. I'm right there with you. Like there's... The montage, there could have been more of the episode focused on the surgery part of, I just miss like the surgery scenes and like them having conversation and surgery and even for these long surgeries. Yeah, I definitely feel like it could have been more, especially how they built it up to be such a big deal that they're working on like all four extremities at the same time. You can do it all at once. And then it was just like, oh, it's over. Like, cool. Yeah, you did it. But it just didn't really, we didn't feel like it was such a labor-intensive surgery. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I really hope that things change in the future. I think it's going to be difficult because now, I mean, Grey's Anatomy has always been a prime time soap, but it was, the, it was a little bit until season, I think, 10, it was a little bit of a prestige drama in a way. But now it's 
it's just a soap, let's be honest. So, right. It's just changed so much. It's like we either have to watch or not watch. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm going to keep watching, but... <laughs> I'm going to keep watching as well. Because they yeah. have me with... I, I, I mean, I even it, even though Meredith is not there, they know they could, they could bring her back at any point. And so this is... Yeah. I'm still sticking with the show. I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping... Yeah. I'm at, um, I'm in We're a gonna healthy, watch it now. Yeah, I'm in a healthy relationship with Grey's Anatomy, basically. But speaking of relationships, a relationship that I'm really digging that I just completely love, maybe because I love Scott Speedman, I don't know. But it's this amazing mentor trainee relationship between Lucas and Nico. Yes, we haven't seen that in a while like a big mentor mentee relationship and they seem to be really really strong yeah and also we got a new i mean we got a diagnosis for for nico a diagnosis that nico didn't even know that he needed yeah that one took me a little by surprise just because i feel like growing up in a family of all doctors that they someone would have realized that at some point but i guess there's so many kids and i had i did see an article recently that they're saying like adult adhd diagnoses are going up recently so i feel like they're tying that into this so it's interesting and then the revelation also that nick has adhd as well yeah i think that was so interesting and it, it even explains even more the character of nick then i really hope that we won't lose him after the season finale i mean of course, he and Meredith would be back together and he will move to Boston. But really hope that, you know, that he come back visit next season as well. Really hope this is not the end for the Scott Speedman character, you know? Yeah, I think if they can both, um, and by they both, I mean Ellen and Alan Pompeo and Scott Speedman, I think if they can both figure out some kind of arrangement for next season and have more regular appearances i mean it could just be small appearances you know every couple episodes but rather than you know a big chunk at the beginning and then coming back at the end if she could you know and then we can see both of them whether they come to seattle or they go to boston you know other characters go to boston or we just see them in boston i yeah. just want to see yeah definitely want to see more of scott speedman his character is interesting definitely want to see more of him and nick and lucas and see where that goes. Definitely feel like there could be some cool storylines in there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're about to approach the season finale. Who knows what will happen? From this, <laughs> from this synopsis, we know that part of the finale will take place in Boston. So I was really hoping that we would get to see Meredith back in Seattle, but apparently, no, that's not going to happen. Oh, that's what I thought too. <laughs> that's not going to happen. So we'll see what they have in store. But before we go, so what was your favorite scene or quote from this episode? I think overall, just the scenes between, like I was already saying, Jules and um, Simone okay. bonding. I also liked some of the stuff with Blue and Jules' roommate and seeing him kind of struggling in that way to, you know, there's something else going on with him. He's distracted. Kind of reminded me, again, going back to like we were saying with Denny, kind of reminded me of Christina, you know, she's always so on, 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 but then she got involved and she had that speech about, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got involved. I wouldn't have ever been there. And I think, you know, blue, when we saw him at the beginning of the story, uh, beginning of the season was 
you know, competition, competition, blue, blue ribbons. And now he's kind of falling apart in that. And I don't know. Oh, I guess he went to go chase a surgery, but I just feel like something's bubbling up for this finale. Yeah. But I think favorite. Yeah. Probably the bonding with, with Simone and, and uh, Jules. How about for you? What's your favorite scene or, or quote from the episode? Well, for sure. Yes. They're crying for, for the grand. Yeah. Yes. I think that was my favorite scene. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Like we were saying, Teddy's such a good chief. I'm glad she's yeah, fixing these she's kinds amazing. of yeah. problems. Yeah, she's la- she's laying. She's laying. And and they all did what the past generation should do for the newer generation. Not make things difficult just because they had it difficult. Just you know? because it was there. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's our show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex, for being with me today. Thank you. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is called Inspired by Kevin McLeod, and our sound editing is provided by NH Sound. You can find us on Twitter at Dancing Out Pod and on Instagram at Dancing Out Grayson Army. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe, and this is Dancing Out, a Grayson Army podcast. Thank you.